two, one, bam. There it is, man. It's done. It's another Monday. A Monday. We got a lot to talk about today. I know it's salt, man. Holy cow. (laughs) I mean, salt is a very decisive issue. It's, um,. And the way I that's what I said earlier is like defending your favorite uh, football team. Like mm. if you're if you're Denver Broncos and I'm Raiders, we're gonna fight about it. Go into ocean. Go yeah, Red Sea Corporal. Yeah. yeah, I don't know, man. Like, I want to see if we like throw them at each other. Who wins the line? You know? I don't know. All right. Well, uh, welcome to another uh, uh, live uh, Ask Beers TV. Uh, we start these things out by giving away stuff away for free, okay, so become a preferred reefer. There's a link in the footer on Bulk Reef Supply if you yeah. want. Add stuff to your cart or buy it. Either way, uh, it can be free. Yeah, every week. All right, we'll start with the first one here, and it is uh, Carmen Romano of New Haven, Connecticut. I mean, sometimes so, you get to wish you just bought more stuff. There was a there was a reason. So there was a story with this one. After oh. you tell him how much he wins, go ahead. Oh, he got two. Uh, 10 inch 1 micron premium RO save that Z sediment filters from GE water technologies for a total of $18.05 $18. so this was one that I was thinking about you know we were talking about uh, people's wish lists and everything mm-hmm. I was I, I looked at his orders I looked at the last few orders and still they're in that 15 to $18 range so I thought maybe he has some in the wish list that we could uh, take a stab at no wow so so nothing man <laughs> so you $18 it was Technically, I think in the rules, we don't give away uh, wish we don't. lists, but we reserve the right to give anything we want away for free. <laughs> you can't stop us, so I don't know. It's there a you nice go. pen. Uh, you know, wish list. so I think the only, well, I guess the advantage of wish list is I can check out and then leave that other stuff there. Yeah, true. And it will stay there permanently. Yeah. So I, I think if you're a guest, it stays like 30 days in there. If you mm. are a, a account holder, I think your cart stays for like 60 I days. I think I still have stuff in my wish list from years ago. Uh, all right. I might. Oh. All right, well, you haven't bought it yet, huh? No, I'm good. <laughs> all, right, all, right. Well, all right. So Steve uh, uh, Homerding uh, from Battle um, Creek, Michigan, has got a five-stage replacement filter kit from Bulk Resupply of uh, $52.99. Going back to his account, former reward points. Congratulations. Cool. Good job. Uh, Jason Jero uh, has got an AFS automatic feeding system oh, from nice. Neptune that he bought. Uh, you know what? Going back to his account, $106.05. Then go buy something else. Yeah. Right on. Uh, oh, and a cart. Uh, Josh Nelson has got $132.98 worth of stuff in his cart. He's got kind of a mix in here. He's got yeah. Coral Pro 175-gallon salt, like a bucket of it, cool. which is $72.99. And then Component 123 Aquaforest Bundle. Oh, yeah, that is interesting. Yeah, they're mixing oh. it up, man. You know, no Aquaforest salt. They're going off with Forest One, Two, Three Plus. All right, so that's sixty bucks. So there's a total of one hundred thirty-two dollars and ninety-eight cents. Going back to your account for more points. Bravo. Awesome. And so that was Josh from Medford, Oregon. You want that to be you? Hit the link in the bottom, uh, and that could be you too. <laughs> uh, add some stuff to your card. Cool. Congrats, guys. Uh, all right. So today is all about salt, uh, and it was uh, a hot topic over the weekend. Now we got a bunch of people joined in. I think I'm gonna like remind everybody, I'm like, what a hot topic this is. Yeah. And uh, maybe a little bit, we'll start off. So, hey, we're gonna talk about the results uh, and like a bunch of questions that came up in the YouTube comments and like, I think we're really good ones. So I thought we should devote most of today to that and just dive in and answering like a bunch of oddball questions. But I wanted to start today, first off with uh, maybe why it's such a hot topic. You know, like why do people get so amped up about, you know, their salt? You just don't, don't see know. it 
that level of uh, engagement on like what tarp two part you use, True. Or what power head you use, right, or right, right, you right, know right. all that kind of stuff. But man, with salt, it's like a, an emotional connection. Like you said, man, go Denver Broncos. Hey, man. it's the it's the basis of the entire hobby. Like without salt, we have nothing. So I mean, mm. people could say that about a lot of things in the hobby too. But I mean, you can't make water that keeps everything without the salt mix. So it's the bottom line, the base element. You know what? The one thing you need for a saltwater tank. Salt. Salt. <laughs> I mean, yeah, for sure. That's it. Uh, so, except for those of you who have the natural sea, the natural ocean that they decide to go pull from. So, I mean, there's that. Uh, but I suppose you still need salt. There yeah, somewhere. true. All right. So, uh, I thought we had we just took a couple of notes, man. We were jamming our minds together about this one. So, yeah. uh, I thought the first one was, you know what? I think the reason that uh, we debate salt mix all the time is everything that we know about salt. Is because like some manufacturer told us, oh, yeah. you know, bullet, like when I say points. that, I mean when I say us, I mean you, I mean everybody. It's uh, just from what the manufacturers, like some super awesome, you know, marketing tagline they threw uh, on the bucket Explosive or graphics on the yeah. bucket. Oh yeah, yeah. flash, man, yeah, 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 flash. Yeah. That's awesome. And really anecdotal experiences. I man, I used it, and it seemed like it mixed clear. It seemed like it didn't kill anything. And that's all. That was always a big one for me. Is the anecdotal stuff because I could go to my buddy's garage and look at his hundreds and hundreds of gallons of tanks with tons of awesome looking coral in it. And the first thing I'm going to ask him is, "Hey, what salt are you using, dude?" Because I want to <laughs> do the same thing. I mean, there you go. So I'm going to start. I'm going to try to use that salt. So I, I mean, I guess I'm going to start off by saying, like, there isn't a single salt out, salt out there that I know that's going to wipe out the tank. Mm -hmm. uh, if you used it, it would kill everything because nobody would use it, and we'd all know by now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, will you have various degrees of success? Maybe I don't know. There's some other advantages. Maybe we'll talk about later. But like. You know, like if anybody is really super tied to this, like there are definitely some things to think about, but kill your tank? No. Yeah. Uh, is it going to make your stuff grow a hundred times faster? No. Could it make it grow twice as fast? Maybe. Could. You know, yeah. who knows? So like uh, what we'll talk about. So uh, I'm going to say again, like your sports team, man, like uh, purchase defense. Yeah. You know, if you've been reading all this stuff, man, and like. I've been, you know, talking to everybody, and I finally selected the salt for me, and I used it, and it worked. It's like a nature, like a, a to defend, like what I use. Like I bought the best protein skimmer. Like yeah, I need to tell the world about it. Right. Uh, and so there's just a little bit of that, and especially in the lack of like any real knowledge on the topic, man. There's so little, you know, real, real information on like one salt versus another one out there. Well, they're proprietary mixes too, so it's not like the manufacturers are going to say, here's exactly what we mm -hmm. put in each one. Here's where we get those additives. Here's where we get those, you know, the all of the products that go in there. The And uh, here, share your recipe. It's secret guarded, heavily guarded recipes. Yeah, just so. Uh, I mean, there's definitely some smoke and mirrors mixed in there too, you know, <laughs> like, uh, but yeah, I mean, we're not real clear. Like, yeah. you know, some of them say we don't use EDTA and artificial clarifiers and Montmorilla mm -hmm. clay. Some of them kind of say we don't use stuff. You know, what does that mean? <laughs> Whatever stuff. Yeah, I mean, like real unclear. Uh, and, you know, it's hard to say, man, like why they would use that or wouldn't yeah. use that. Like definitely a lot of those artificial clarifiers are going to take, you know, real poor sources of mineral from mining or dehydration or whatnot mm. and then take out the impurities from that or precipitate them out. So, you know, mm. there's definitely reasons. Uh, 
You know, there's also this like weird perception that showed up in the comments oh, that, I saw that all yeah. of them are come from the same company. Like, uh, yeah, like one company is producing five or six different lines of salts. I can tell you that is not the case. No, you know, <laughs> no, uh, for sure. Like some of them definitely produce other ones for them, mm -hmm. right? Uh, like I can tell you for sure that there isn't any of these companies. Tropic Marin's producing Tropic Marin. They're not. None yeah. of those other salts are made by them. Red Sea is definitely making their definitely. own salts. I think Red Sea does make some salts for some other companies, oh, yeah. uh, but uh, like not. I'm sure enough to say it out loud, mm. uh, but like not any of the ones that we tested here. Just a rebranding, so more or less rebranding like Red Sea type well, maybe salts? Like maybe like a slight formulation change, to change yeah. you know? Like okay. I, I wouldn't be surprised if like D&D &D salt was, was made by them, I hmm. guess. And, okay. and I can't say that it is, but that one wouldn't surprise me in that case. Hmm. Uh, and so in the same frame uh, of the HW, uh, yeah. You know, like uh, the Tunes salt, the uh, oh. Zeovit salt, okay. and the HW salt come in remarkably similar <laughs> packaging. And when we True. did ICP tests, give remarkably similar results. Yeah. So, like, I wouldn't be surprised in that one. Yeah. Uh, but uh, uh, Instant Ocean uh, maybe makes salt for somebody. I, I don't know. But uh, they make their own, you know, Instant Ocean and IO. Uh, and uh, what was the other one? Brightwell Neo Marine. Oh, Brightwell is making their own for sure. And I think that's, is that the whole uh, list? The Tropic Marins, the Red Seas. Nope. Yeah, so that's it. There's not one magic company that's making them all. So it isn't the same across the board. Yeah. Uh, and there's a, a perception out there. I think the last one, man, why this is such a hot topic yeah. is... When we talked about it like a few weeks ago, it's like cost. Uh, mm -hmm. And this is, pro this is probably the one where we were talking in, uh, in his office where it's talking about uh, this is the one where like I go to the dog parks all the time with my dog. And say I has, see somebody with the same dog as me and it looks uh, my representation of what I want my dog to look like. Health-wise, nice coat, you know, good build and things like that. And the first thing I'm going to ask him is, hey, what are you feeding him? Mm -hmm. uh, and then... So for me, that choice is based off of you know what I like and what my the quality of my dog. Uh, but some for some people, that choice is based on cost. Like, uh, where am I going to get it, and how cheap can I get it, and does it keep my dog alive? Then that's the bottom line. As long as it keeps my dog alive. So I had cost the is a big one. Opposite, you know, got a cat, right? Yeah. Cat, you know, uh, you can feed, you know, some, you know, grocery store food or whatnot, and uh, I definitely have been guilty of that in the past. And then I feed him the uh, like raw food from this place called Woody's by my house. Mm -hmm. I just more or less take a chicken, throw him in there, blend yeah. it up. You feed him the chicken, and uh, like it is a not an anecdotal thing, man. His coat is noticeably brighter and fuller mm -hmm. and like like healthier looking and like the uh, like uh, way less poops, way mm -hmm. less stinky. You're like uh, and you're like, well, all right, so. What if like one of us were eating a diet, man, that yeah. like, hey man, cleared up your complexion yes. uh, and uh, also your bowel movements? I'd say there's probably some correlation to the fact that what you're eating is good for you. Yeah, true. <laughs> and there's probably some associated costs with that too, right? Oh. I mean, it's not like I'm going to McDonald's and spending two bucks and getting the same complexion and body and all of that versus, you know, this higher priced diet. Well, that's a good point because what you found in that when you did all the salt testing on the the cost, it was like cost about five gallon. bucks or something a month. Yeah, and then it was probably even cheaper if you went out. Like people uh, shared that if you want to get the 
a box of instant ocean oh, yeah, true. you know it's even cheaper so maybe save seven eight bucks a month or something so there's yeah. a cost associated uh, the differences and the big thing though man mm. is are there any differences yeah, or true. is it all smoke and mirrors yeah because if it's all smoke and mirrors then i'm just wasting seven or eight bucks if there's seven or eight bucks i can see Worth actual value from yeah all right, well, I'll consider now. Okay. So I think that's kind of what we're going to get at uh, over the next few weeks. And you guys can just all make a deci decision for yourself. But my super big hope here is that we get away from anecdotal, like uh, mine is the best this because is best. Uh, the yeah. sticker on the front is the yeah. coolest. Uh, I bought into the marketing pitch yeah. or, you know, whatever. And somebody even called us out, man, because we said, uh, like, hey, we use HW here, you know, and so everybody ran oh, yeah. out and bought HW or whatnot. Like, Hey, yeah, I don't know. Like at the time, there wasn't ICP testing. It's just what we were using here and uh, having success with and shared with the universe. I guess anecdotal is the best, right? Or, or the, uh, not the best. Anecdotal is uh, the same description of that. You know, hey, this is what we're using. I don't think we were saying like, hey, man, this is, is the best. You have to go use it. Right. It's just here's our, our results using X. You know, follow along if you want. Well, uh, you, you I mean, we even lose money shipping salt, right? So it's not <laughs> yeah. like it's not like we're trying to push one or the other to make more money on it. We lose on every single one that leaves. That is the best, I mean, <laughs> the funniest part of the whole thing. And I, I wish you could get past this thing. It's like, hey, you're pushing one salt over another one because it's cheaper or whatever. Like, uh, it doesn't matter. Or, uh, like, do water changes because you make money. Every salt that leaves here, I might as well strap five bucks to it because <laughs> uh, shipping 50-pound buckets of salt around the nation expensive. is uh, not cheap. Yeah. Uh, in fact, it's uh, astronomically expensive. And in fact, early on in the days, man, I just refused to sell salt. Like, because oh, really? it was all just a loser. Yeah. yeah. And so, like, but it's a conversation you had earlier. What's the one thing you need to have a salt water tank? Okay. Salt. salt. Yeah. All right. <laughs> so we, we sell salt, right? I, I don't know. But, uh, you know, and we lose on it every time. Uh, but so it doesn't really matter. Pick whatever one you want from our end. I just want to help make a, a uh, world where we can look at it and better understand, you know, how it might fit your reefing needs or not. You yeah, know, sure. whatever your priority might be. For sure. All right. So uh, what are the differences? There are definitely cost differences. Yeah, I think Instant Ocean we went that, yeah, came in uh, like 15, 18 bucks a, a month on a 100-gallon mm -hmm. tank. Our, on our 100-gallon tank example, Tropic Marin was like 22, 23 or something like that. So, yep. Uh, there are storage differences, uh, which you saw in last week. And we'll know. see again in like the next couple episodes. So, we, yeah, Friday's storage, we saw we learned some things. Uh, next week we'll learn some things about what's left over in the storage. Yep. Yeah. Uh, there is uh, the need to correct level differences. So, like, uh, if the calcium level is 375, I have to go there and manually, you know, correct it. Uh, both, I guess, you know, use test kits, mm -hmm. and I gotta go in and use uh, my time and dump some stuff in there, and then recheck it, make sure it actually worked. So, time for the most part is probably the the thing about that. I mean, cost of your additives to, to adjust it, maybe cost of the reagents to test it. I mean, it's, 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 it's added cost into what you already have. It's but, fifty cents, right? Well, true. But the difference is only four bucks to begin with, you know. So like, uh, yeah, I mean, Ver versus picking one that's more that's already more in your levels. Yeah, yeah. that's true. So uh, you've saved half. Uh, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Get the one that fits. I, in my opinion, but okay. that's just me. That makes sense. Uh, and it doesn't matter. Any one of them, whatever one fits the levels that you have, is the one that that uh, I think you should pick. Especially though, picking the one like if it's under, at least you can go up. True. If it's over. You can't go down. It's tough. So yeah. uh, definitely I'd go that direction. 
there is definitely a perception of uh, undissolved or insoluble differences. Yeah, right? there's there's leftovers in the tanks, which is what we're getting at uh, next uh, this week on Friday. Was I'm working on the video now about what's left over uh, for those some of those that precipitate out, uh, color changes, differences. What is that stuff? So. I mean, all of us, well, not actually not all of us. Some of you don't even know what I'm talking about because your bucket stays clean all the time and you're like, that's just not an issue for me. Not true. Some of you are like, yeah, man, my pumps are just constantly jamming in my saltwater mixing bin. Mm. The thing is covered and crushed Sheets and of, it ain't white. Yeah. It's like, brown. you know, brown mm. and, you know, full of garbage and my heater's coated and stuff. Yeah. And you're like, yeah, that's me. Well, you know, this also hits people that don't store salt water, too, in that, you know, if I make a five-gallon bucket or two five-gallon <clears throat> buckets at a time, uh, I don't get to see the same results that somebody does in a long-term storage where this stuff precipitates out. I just put it in my tank and I never see it. But you're note. still putting that stuff in your tank. You'll see, and you'll visually see what actually happens or what, what that it's stuff It's show up somewhere in your into. tank instead of your salt water mixing true. bit. Yeah, true. Right? Yeah. Like, yeah, so most of that stuff when you see it, like, I'd rather stay in the bin not in the tank true uh and or I, I would say this like some people might not care but you when you look at it and say would you mind if i scooped that up and dumped it in your tank you say hell no oh, like no. uh <laughs> no way man what do you no. get the hell out of my house <laughs> yeah there's no way no way man that and there's some do that, that don't do that at all so i mean it'll be interesting to see yeah, so some are totally to clean and you don't even know and you're like that's not use because you picked the right one to begin with uh and uh so, I don't know, man, let's just get past all that. Let's get some actual data. Uh, you know, it may not be uh, revolutionary, but you'll have like five, six touch points. You can pick the thing for yourself and yeah. decide for yourself, is it worth the four bucks? Uh, is it worth my time? Uh, and make up your own decision. Uh, and especially now that, like, really, I think it goes, you know, Instant Ocean being the cheapest at all costs, yeah, right? I think across the board, yeah. even though stuff that we don't carry. Yeah, and then almost all the rest of it was the same price. And then Tropic Marin's uh, pharmaceutical stuff was the like, you know, so most of them like $3 more and then the Tropic Marin were like, I don't know, 5 or $6 yeah. more a month. Mm -hmm. uh, and so, you know, you can kind of pick what value it makes for you and uh, which one of these things uh, justifies the cost. Mm -hmm. All right, so what did we find out uh, in Friday? We're going to get right to it. Uh, well, we found out that almost, uh, pretty much all of them, uh, almost all of them, can you just store it and know, trust that the levels of alkalinity and calcium are pretty much going to stay stable throughout your storage, like we're three weeks or more. You know, I could choose most of them mm -hmm. and be all right, which really works, I mean, for our benefit, like large, large, we've got a 300 gallon reservoir and uh, right behind us a 270 gallon reservoir. And I mean, we may not blow through that in a whole week. We may not blow through it in a whole month. Uh, so the salt that holds its alkalinity and calcium, but that's something that I want. Yeah, and you, you read the forums or whatnot, uh, and you know, or really just any feedback from anywhere. And it's usually that you can't store salt for very long, or it's gonna, you know, lose its levels. And so I just kind of assumed that was true. Yeah. Uh, and then it would, yeah. you know, fall to some degree, but it would level out with uh, my tank, and I probably, mm. you know, correct for that with a little bit stronger two-part dose or whatnot. I just kind of assumed that was real. Uh, and then, you know, the reason that we tested this actually is Lou over at Tropic Marine uh, shared with us like the differences between the classic one and the pro. Yeah, classic has the elevated, classic has the elevated alkalinity in that nine to 10 DKA, DKH range, but lower calcium in the 380 DKA or in the 380 parts per million range. 
Conversely, the Pro has the lower alkalinity at like the 7 dKH range, but the higher calcium in like the 440 range. Yep. Uh, and so, you know, or at least those are what it's supposed to be. Yeah. You know, like they vary. They're uh, relatively close. Vary. So, uh, and I'm like, well, why not have one both up? And yeah. he's like, no. Because it's going to cause precipitation. Yeah. You know, like you can either have one up or the other. You're going to store the salt and use it at a time. We want to make sure the stuff doesn't precipitate out in your bucket. And I'm like, huh. Marketing pitch or real? Yeah, let's test it. You know, it. like, yeah, I mean, like, because if that's real, man, and all the rest of them are, you know, precipitating out, and these those two don't, sign me up for the four bucks. Well, we've experienced you know? it firsthand with some of those that precipitate out in, in our storage bins mm -hmm. where, like, once every two months, you've you got to run a full thing of citric acid through because I remember there being sheets of precipitate on the edges. I even had to crawl into the barrel to get it off the bottom. It's a big so barrel, too. It's taller than me. Yeah, <laughs> so, like, I didn't know. You know, like, I, I hear a lot of pitches yeah. you know about whatever and so and like we're doing auto water changes here like uh what did you call it like uh auto water change convert auto, or something oh, oh uh, awc nation auto yeah. water change nation yeah auto water change nation man you want a t-shirt <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're gonna get some shirts uh yeah so uh i don't know i wanted to find out the answer so uh poor randy here did like eight million tests it, it was some vigorous testing let me tell you <laughs> four hours out of a day yeah you wouldn't think it would take that long man but you know what if you do it right it does take that long yeah we the testing procedures is something we'll talk about here in a bit too but uh, the testing procedures that that we use are no uh, i don't think personally when i was testing at home i would never test that way i'm testing uh, the testing procedures we use for any of our tests is like we're in a laboratory environment gloves you know pipettes that measure all this other stuff drops the way you drop all that stuff i mean you know so i get weird looks when people ask me like what i do like my neighbors come over or whatever and like yeah, yeah i sell pumps and heaters and stuff <laughs> and uh like, really is that that's a job like, yeah. yeah i don't know you wouldn't think uh but you and you're like yeah i i don't know i test salt to make sure it doesn't lose alkalinity for a living like four hours a day as so i'm doing like, you it's must right get up, the weirdest look right up my alley i had a microscope <laughs> when i was a kid I, that's all i wanted for christmas was a microscope so science. uh yeah, man. So uh, anyway, we found out, and the answer was, I guess, you know, hmm. I don't know, pretty interesting. The fact that uh, both, well, the Tropic Marin lived up to its name, and, or to, to the pitch, anyway. I mean, we're, we're looking at these tanks right now. We're capturing the footage of it to show everybody for mm -hmm. this week. And um, I've got poker chips that we're setting on the bottom, so you can, black and white, so you can see what's on the bottom. The precipitation, yeah. To see precipitation or anything, and there's still, like, glass but clear. From the levels-wise, though, uh, the Instant Oceans maintain a pretty stable level, uh, yeah. both of them, and the... And the uh, 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 HW, HW the, did. The Neom... Uh, the Brightwell stayed the flattest, I think, out of all of them. Mm -hmm. uh, there was the little, the least variance on, on calcium and alkalinity for the neomarine. You know, I gotta be honest, uh, Brightwell was like not really on my radar until like we started talking to WWC guys. But yeah. as like the, or the like conversation progresses, I'm finding like all kinds of little things in here that I like about the brand. The cost per, the cost per gallon analysis for HW was that said, you know, it makes 150 gallons and sure it hey. does make 150 gallons. The only one. The only one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, like the, another one's way off. And like, uh, you know, I never, I just kind of felt like those little bricks that they make uh, were Me Too products, you mm. know, like the, the All the bio. ceramic media. Yeah, yeah. But you know what? 
it's way way harder and like doesn't crumble in, in my hands True. and i like the little dimples it allows for the Water flow, flow and stuff yeah, i don't smart. know so i don't know it's interesting that they uh perform the stablest in, in that whole That's regard true. as well uh and then actually red sea did exactly what i expected to do and probably what red sea would even tell you as well what? is that it's precipitated out it's super uh, high levels of calcium it, alkalinity. It purpose, purposely high elevated, uh, which some people like. And I mean, you go look at the forums, you go look at the, the you know, people who, the user base of Red Sea Coral Pro, which is pretty massive, and look at their tanks, and they've got some awesome looking tanks. A lot of people like that high level alk and high level calcium that they don't have to adjust for a lot. For a lot of the people, depending on the size of their tank, they don't have to dose anything for maybe a longer period of time mm. or extended period of time. Yeah, if you're like a softy tank yeah. or something, you could probably let it ebb and flow a little bit. Yeah. yeah. So, so, yeah, I don't know. I, I think almost everybody would have guessed that, though. If you were going to store salt for a month, yeah. uh, I elevated. wouldn't use uh, elevated uh, elements. And we'll get to the instant ocean one, which is they did, did it pretty well. And it's kind of an interesting conundrum, but we'll yep. get to that in just a minute. But I think that, uh, you know, the uh, Coral Pro performed exactly the way you would, uh, they would tell, probably tell you that it would perform, which mm -hmm. is if you want these elevated elements, you should use it freshly a after mixing. Mm -hmm. And one of the, I, I mean, I can't tell you this for sure, but, uh, you know, somebody asked in one of the comments once, like, well, what if you have those high elements in your tank? Won't it just precipitate there too? Oh, yeah. And I think the difference there is in you're mixing up a salt in your in a bucket. They're all super fresh crystals, right? Great. And so they haven't really uh, bonded with anything yet. They can form calcium carbonate pretty readily, mm -hmm. and then just start building that crystal to precipitate out pretty fast. In your tank, a lot of that stuff's already been poisoned with magnesium and prevents the precipitation. It's just a different environment in your tank than it is freshly mixing it up uh, mm -hmm. in a bucket or whatnot. Okay. So. Uh, a little bit different, but if you're going to use uh, the Coral Pro, I'd, I'd probably use it. You know, I'd build it, I'd, I'd mix it up and use it. I wouldn't store it for yeah. know, a month. And yeah. I, like I said, I'm pretty certain that they would tell you the same thing. Mm -hmm. All right. So what else do we find out here? Uh, what do we still need to know? Uh, well, there's the next the next iteration of this test is uh, what a lot of people do too. Is like uh, I'm gonna. I, the way I used to store mix my salt water, fill up a brute trash can, mix my salt water in there. Well, I'd throw a heater in there, throw my power head in there, dump my salt, and come back and test it continually and with my digital refractometer until it hit 35. And then uh, I'd let it sit and circulate and heat until it hit, you know, 78 degrees or something like that because I didn't want a big temperature fluctuation. My water's cold from the basement. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, so yeah, uh, so we, what we still need to know is how does temperature and, and aeration affect the uh, precipitate? Some would think that it would make it precipitate faster. Some would think that it's more soluble, so it'd probably be slower. Or there's a, a post on a reef to reef thread where, I forget the guy's name, I think it was Sleepy Doc. I think he posted on there. Mm -hmm. He was talking about at higher, uh, higher temperatures, it might be less likely to precipitate out. Really, I would assume the uh, exact opposite. So it'll be interesting to see because where all the precipitate tends to happen is on warm on, objects. Yeah, true. Heaters, pumps, uh, impellers, and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So it'll be super interesting to see. My suspicion here is all of them are going to store poorly uh, in uh, heated, well-mixed salt, salt water. Mm -hmm. So I guess we'll see the answer to that question. But uh, I think you're going to learn that if you want to 
use uh, like an out of water changer or you want to just have water on hand at all times you know, or mix water once and use it over the course of the month uh, whether it be 10% water changes weekly or 20% bi-weekly or whatever it is that you're probably not going to want to mix it up and heat it uh, you know but if you know like so you might say well why would anybody want to heat it then and it's what you just said, man. Yeah, you're to reduce fluctuate heavy, wide fluctuations of temperature in the tank. Mm-hmm. Reduce shock, I guess, more stability in the, in the end. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, when you're mixing it up, like you, you. So for me, like if I was going to store, you know, sixty gallons and not heat it because it might increase precipitation, then maybe I could draw uh, draw a little bit out and heat a heat a five gallon bucket before I use it or something like that. I don't know. Uh, how would you combat? How would you combat that if you don't want it? heated all the time but you want to not have a large temperature fluctuation when you go to use it i'd mix up what you need to you and then heat it up man so i'd probably heat the water first mm. and uh, get the water warm first and then mix it up mm. and you know that's actually inverse of what i think red sea says to do in their bucket but yeah. like i don't it's going to take a really long time to heat up my basement it's cold Oh you yeah, know, true. so like uh, it's not gonna heat up. So if I want to do like a thirty percent water change on my tank or whatnot, or like a lot of people do fifty percent, you know, uh, especially on tanks where they don't have super sensitive corals in it, and mm. you know do fifty percent once a month because that fits their lifestyle. And if you match the alkalinity, temperature, and other parameters, I've never seen a negative result from doing a fifty percent water change. Right, especially on a like. A, tank that doesn't have a lot of sense, super sensitive corals in it. So in that case though, I'm definitely going to uh, adjust the temperature in there. So like, it's going to be really interesting if we measure at like one hour, two mm-hmm. hours, four hours, 24 or whatnot, like how long can you mix it before you need to use it? Right? Yeah. In relation to that, also uh, in the oddball thing that another thing people really, you know, again, probably because there isn't like a lot of definable things other than just kind of noticing what's going on with your salt. A lot of people talk about how fast it uh, mixes up, right? How long it, how clear it is. Oh, yeah. Yeah, for some reason, that's like a, a big selling point for people uh, when it comes to salt. Uh, you read uh, people's opinions on salt, and uh, I like this one because it mixes up clear right away. And I like I mean, this I'm one sure because it mixes up clear. I'm sure said that at some point. And I'm pretty sure we've said it. <laughs> <laughs> we've said it before. It's, it, I know I've said it in some spotlight videos and stuff like that. Uh, I don't know if it really matters. Like, is it doesn't it, matter in comparison to other stuff. I think. Well, yeah, like when it's weighted, uh, is, does your alkalinity and calcium hold true for a while? Does it not well, have insolubles? If I'm going to use it right away, heat the water up, mm-hmm. and then I want to mix it and then use it in my tank. I guess maybe Clarity it does wise. matter, man. And uh, in that case, yeah. For those that are aren't storing it and that are probably using it, uh, you know, within that first hour or two, if it takes you, if you takes your salt mix more than like four, five, six hours to, to mix clear, then that's four, five, six hours more that I have to add into my preparation for a water change. So uh, we uh, mixed up uh, all eight of them and time lapsed each one 24 hours. 24 hours. Uh, yeah. We've been going two weeks on this now. Yeah. Uh, there's only five work days in a week, and <laughs> we failed on the first five trying to figure out how to you make it. Figure out how to know, how to look, how to look good and look good on yeah, camera and whatnot. But uh, uh, we ju- I just put the last batch of salt in today, so we should have the results of that uh, after anytime after tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe that'll be next week's. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know. I I think uh, we'll learn on that one too. Uh, all right. Uh, so I think there's a couple other things. There's like a bunch of them actually. <laughs> so uh, what is the precipitate uh, that's in that bucket? Man? Yeah, that's another thing we have to learn. Some of them are brown and some are white. Some were brown and precipitate 
but didn't show signs of precipitate in the testing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what is that stuff? If it didn't precipitate out in calcium carbonate and we didn't see a drop somewhere in the alkalinity, maybe maybe calcium range, then what was that that is on the bottom? I know there's a super heavy debate on uh, Reef Tree about this one too. Yeah, for sure. So like uh, uh, like the Coral Pro, for instance, you know, had a lot of precipitate in over the course of three weeks. Mm-hmm. There's a white coat there on the bottom, definitely right, is. and yep. that is exactly what I'd expect out of a calcium carbonate precipitate. Is a nice white coat, and it's right? white. Yeah, like the coral skeleton's white. It's calcium carbonate. The salts themselves are largely white, mm-hmm. right? And it, if you plucked out all the little impurities, it wouldn't be. But largely to the eye, it looks white. You know, so mm-hmm. don't be surprised that it, it, it mixed up that way. So what about the ones that are brown? You know, and they have this brown scum on the bottom. I mean, a good place to start, you know, if you want to prep for this video, for that video, like a good place to start is like go look at our, you know, BRS Investigate series on the alkalinity, calcium, magnesium, and kalkwasser, where you can see between, you know, farmer grade stuff versus Mm -hmm. other bulk options versus, you know, hobby grade versus tech grade, like ice driveway ice melt. And you can see the same same type of thing. Like there's brown stuff in there. There's stuff at the bottom of a settling cone in there. No but we don't know what it is. Yeah. Good, bad, I don't know. But True. like I wouldn't scoop it up and pour it in my tank on purpose. Uh, will oh, it yeah. kill anything? Probably not. Is it good? Mm. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, for four bucks? Maybe I don't want it. Uh, but, you know, you'll get to see, I guess, I don't know if we'll be able to definitively share, man, like exactly what it, what it is. Yeah. One of the things I'd like to do, though, is try to dissolve it in an alkalinity test. So, mm-hmm. like, let's mix it up uh, or suck some off the bottom there and then put it into an alkalinity test. And the alkalinity test should bust the bond up because mm-hmm. the pH is so low. And then it should, if it's calcium carbonate, it should read a sky high reading of alkalinity, and oh, yeah. I guess it should be off the, the charts. Yeah, I, the thing should say I can't read this. <laughs> so uh, it'll be really interesting to see if that's the case. But I can tell you, some are white as you'd expect, some are brown, some are and brown. I do not think brown means calcium carbonate. It might be bound up in there somehow, mm. dirty brown calcium carbonate, but it is not just calcium carbonate for mm-hmm. sure. What is that? Mainly, probably where they source the materials from, maybe impurities. So, I mean, that that's the thing, man. Like most people probably don't even know where all this stuff comes from, but like sodium chloride, magnesium chloride, calcium chloride, all these things are all mined stuff out of the ground. Like so, they mine, you know, ore or or not ore, but they mine uh, like limestone out of the ground, or they go to dehydration ponds Mm -hmm. and. You know, go out and let the ocean dehydrate back into uh, sodium chloride, and they'll do various things to it along the ways to get them to settle out into different things. But man, it's out in the open. There are you know birds out there, and so like oh, yeah. feathers and you know <laughs> bat poop and stuff, man, right. like a dust, uh, whatever. You know, I'm sure it goes through some kind of refinement process after that. But you know, like don't be surprised. Uh, I mean. I mean, this is a little bit of a giveaway, but like, don't be surprised either. Like, we did all those tests, and the pharmaceutical stuff didn't have anything in the bottom. Yeah. Guess what? The uh, uh, Tropic Marin's uh, pharmaceutical grade salts, nothing in the bottom. There is nothing. In yeah. There. So, like, it's a purified source. It's not just mined or evaporated, uh, and it's used for an application 
which uh, is requires that it doesn't have all that garbage in it. You yeah. know, pharmaceutical, you know, I'm going to eat it. It's going to get shot in my body some way, and it can't have back guano in it. You know, <laughs> end of story, right? <laughs> so, uh, <clears throat> all right. So there's a couple of these other things about why the test levels went up or down. So what's the first one? Yeah, well, I mean, to give some backstory. Uh, 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 one second. Meaning that we got kind of a, a ripple effect of yeah. the testing. Like it went up or down uh, throughout the course of the three weeks. And you wouldn't think that like calcium would miraculously pop out of thin air. So why do you think? Well, yeah. Um, we, we have, we've got some graphs here too that we'll probably get into here a little bit later. But there's uh, there was a, a nice flat line for where you started. And then like four hours, one week, uh, one day, 24 hours, 48 hours later, there's this increase of alkalinity mm -hmm. somewhere. Um, where did it come from? Well, it's not like we added, you know, sodium bicarbonate to the water. We got an increase. Plus... Magic alkalinity fairy? Uh, possibly. <laughs> Can't rule anything out. No. Um, <laughs> there's also a testing margin that you have to account for, too. Like the HANA DKA, the HANA alkalinity checker has a plus or minus 0 0.3 DKH range. That's 0.6, so, by the way, if anybody's doing the math in there. So yeah. it's within... Yeah, that's so a 0.6 range. Yeah, so if I read 8, that really could be anywhere from like 7.7 .7 up to like 8.3. Somewhere in that range. Um, which, you know, if you're at 8, that's not that's not terrible. But uh, So where did, the, uh, where did that bump come from? Um, it happened I, from visually from watching it. I, I feel I saw when, I, when it happened, which was a precipitation event, or right around when I could start to see you know, precipitate form on the glass and on the bottom of the glass and things like that. It was about the same time when that started developing. So some way that the acid dissolves the calcium carbonate in the water. I don't know. So the first thing I'd say is a testing error. So like uh, Randy's done a lot of tests and especially by the end of this, they probably got more accurate mm. as time went on. By right? procedural, yeah. you know. First time yeah. you sat down at the desk and you started doing it, maybe it was like not as perfect as the last time mm. or vice versa. You know, you're a human being, you're doing a little hobby grade test kit mm. and how you read the exact shade of uh, pink or purple or blue or on whatever the, oh, is the yeah. end color is different amongst everyone. And right. So, what I'll say about the test kits is procedure needs to be perfect. Mm. You know, it says 30 seconds, do 30 seconds, not a minute and a half. Not like, oh, that felt like 30, but it was 10. Yeah. Uh, and like, if you did the 10, it's probably going to be in the neighborhood, but the quality of the results will go down, mm -hmm. right? And so like uh, with all those things, it's a little, you know, it's just the ballpark. You're just trying to get close. With uh, Hannah Checker, my experience is I could do the test 10 times in you know, nine times or eight times out of 10, it'll be about the same thing, right? Uh, maybe even 10 out of Average 10. Average amount, yeah. yeah. Uh, it's that one checker is slightly calibrated, just a little bit different than the one next to it. So mm. if I do two checkers next to each other, they may read something a little bit different one the other, but they'll both be consistent. You know, that actually did happen too. It's like, uh, uh, Aaron came over to help me testing because it's a long procedure and I had to do some other stuff. Uh, so he was using the checker that I used throughout the entire testing where we got the same results from the same checker every time. And then just, uh, he, I don't know what brought him to it, but he decided he'd bring in his own checker that he was using for his tests. And there was a, there was absolutely a difference. There mm -hmm. were almost like a D, almost like a, like a half a DKH or so. And that's within the point six. Yeah. So, right? <clears throat> yeah. So that's the thing about it is 
everybody needs to have like a reasonable expectation. So when you're doing these tests, they are not, this is not, you're not sending this out to a $5,000 lab to get, you know, absolute precision. It's a, a hobby grade thing that is supposed mm -hmm. to get me close. And that's why like we choose like, uh, you know, or why uh, the people over WWC are picking like 8.5 as a DKH. Because I can go 0.3 in either direction, it ain't gonna matter, yeah. right? Like it isn't gonna produce the results uh, or uh, in the tank. If I like decide to ride the edge at seven, and I'm starting to get closer to 6.5, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, probably not a good idea. Especially, what if the reagent's slightly bad now too for some reason, and I get a little farther away? So, and or it's older or whatnot. So I think. It's uh, super wise to like at least pick 8 or 8.5 or, or something that gives you a little bit of buffer one way or the other. Uh, so here's the, you got the graph of the uh, Coral Pro versus Coral Pro. Actually. So I've got these built in that we see Red Sea Coral Pro side by side, alkalinity and calcium. And then we've got the other one, Instant Ocean side by, with itself side by side with calcium All right, so pull the Red Sea one for us. Okay, so one of the things you're going to note here is uh, at, uh, oh, we don't have the numbers on here, but at point one is 10 minutes, point two is uh, an uh, hour. An hour, and then number three is two hours, I'm sorry, number one is 10 minutes, number two is two hours, number three is four hours, number four is 24 hours, then we've got five, the five column at 48 hours, six is a week, seven is two weeks, eight is three weeks. All right, so here's the real interesting part. And Dave, leave this up for me, uh, just so everybody can kind of follow along. Uh, you'll notice that the calcium level plummeted, uh, like right away. Within so, that first you know, four from hours. 10 minutes to an hour, man, it already fell like, what, 35 points there? Fell another 20 points uh, by four, four hours. hours. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, there's a little bit of margin of error in there, but it fell like really fast. And so, one of the questions in there was, well, how come if it's precipitating out calcium chloride or calcium carbonate, why wouldn't have the alkalinity dropped as fast? In fact, it should have dropped it even have dropped more noticeably. Like almost seven mm. times more. It should yeah. have because of the in, yeah the availability of alkalinity versus calcium, that seven to one ratio. Okay, so there's a super good reason for that. And then we uh, identified it for sure today. Mm, and that's true. Uh, the reason for that is because in the first couple hours, the precipitation event that's happened hasn't settled out in the bottom. And so all the little bits of calcium carbonate precipitate are still floating around the water. Meanwhile, I take my sample, I'm gonna suck those little bits up into the sample and put them into my vial. Mm -hmm. And so with the uh, alkalinity one, uh, with the uh, Hannah Checker, they, work, they all work off of some kind of pH indicating dye. Right. Uh, and so uh, we tested the pH uh, after you add the solution oh, to the yeah. Hannah Checker and it drops all the way down to what? Yeah, so uh, the tank pH, so I, I did a pH test with the reagents today. So the tank pH water was seven, started at 7.9. And I, then I tested the reagent, the post after a test uh, for the Hanna checker. So I took 10 mils of sample water, added one mil of alkalinity reagent for the Hanna checker, and then tested the pH of that solution, 4.4. So very acidic. So because that solution in the test vial is so acidic, if little particles of calcium uh, carbonate precipitate got in the vial, they, they'd probably re-split back up into calcium carbonate. And you'll see that at all the way to 0.5, which is, which uh, is 48 hours, yeah. it's reading the same amount of alkalinity spot on, even though calcium plummeted. And that's because, or I strongly believe, because inside that test vial with the Hannah Checker that it split those two things up 
and then misrepresented the amount of available uh, uh, calcium carbonate. Mm. However, uh, if you look at the one week mark at 0.6, it had settled out in the bottom and you can visually see all the right. precipitate at the bottom. It's no longer suspended in the water column. Now, and now we get a, a sh an idea of what's available in the water solution yep without it yeah okay so why didn't that happen with calcium uh and that's because calcium uh, actually raises the ph, pH up to what 12.8 so calcium yeah. so the calcium sodium hydroxide is the alkaline is the base so you take the five drops of sodium hydroxide add it to your water solution so you're adding a base to it then you take step two the the sulfate that's a little powder a little scoop of powder mm -hmm. uh, so you take the acidic sulfate the uh, sodium sulfate which is like sulfuric acid in salt form uh, and then you add that to a step two, and then you come back with the titrator, which is again sodium hydroxide, and you're adding alkali back to it, and then it changes color based but off of the that. The net end of it is but 12.8. Yeah, so the tank again, the tank pH, tank water pH, the sample water pH was 7.9, and then after the entire calcium test was completed, the pH of the solution remaining was 12.8. So very base. Yeah. Very so uh, what I'd get out of that is that the Hannah Checker is likely to read, uh, you know, any you know, signs of precipitate that may be suspended in the water column and probably any acid-based titration alkalinity test kit, which had probably all of them. Mm. Uh, we have to check, but... And then the calcium test kit is unlikely because the pH is 12.8 in there, unlikely to split the bond between the calcium carbonate little precipitates in there. Mm. And so it will actually read the available calcium in the water. Mm. Okay, so that's super nerdy. Uh, and <laughs> uh, But it was a really good question because yeah, you would expect both of these things to drop in unison and they didn't. And they actually did. It's just that the test kit didn't read it properly. So, mm. uh, and you know, I, I would say that it did read it properly. It would, well, maybe yeah, maybe it did it. it. It depends on how you look at it, but uh, definitely it didn't read the the floating precipitate properly. Interesting. Okay, so uh, in relation to that, there was another one that said where IO went up and didn't drop. So pull up that instant ocean one here. Yeah, this was uh, interesting. So this was the actually. Do we have the instant ocean alkalinity one? Oh, we oh, don't. Alkalinity is on the left. Oh, there it is. This is alkalinity uh, and calcium of instant ocean reef crystals. Oh, uh, but oh, this is reef crystals. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, well, so the instant ocean actually, normal instant ocean performed pretty similar to this too. And it did. It's, uh, the only difference here is like, I think the alkalinity followed suit of the instant ocean standard, as you see here in the instant ocean reef crystals. Uh, the calcium was different in that the instant ocean standard had lower calcium. I think it started at 400 or somewhere around yeah, there. But very similar results. Mm -hmm. If you look at the uh, alkalinity here, it went from 10.6 to like 11.1 there. Yeah. And pretty close to the margin of error that you would get with uh, an alkalinity checker. Right. Calcium, I think, within the margin of error. The one thing I, I note here, uh, two things I note. One is uh, the alkalinity checker tends to be off by that amount but consistent so like if you measured one against the other it would be off by that but usually it's consistent with the same same measurement so, so we so like you just explained with the red sea with the red sea coral pro is in that 48 hours we after we saw the precipitation on the bottom of the glass then we started to get a, an accurate reading or what we would think is an accurate more accurate reading of what is available in the solution um, at the same, in the same breath, the reef crystals also has precipitate on the bottom of the tank, oh, but yeah. didn't show 
the same drop that Red Sea Coral Pro did. Yep. Hey, can you flip back, Dave? So, yeah, that was one of the things here is that Coral Pro had a ton of precipitate on the bottom, mm -hmm. but the levels dropped. Right. As, so, as expected. Yep. Ancient Ocean had a bunch of stuff on the bottom. Done. It's kind of brown. Yeah. Uh, but didn't see any of the levels drop. Mm -mm. Right. So, that would lead me to believe it's probably not calcium carbonate that's on the bottom of it. Okay. Right. Uh, I, I don't, I can't prove that for sure yeah. yet, but like hopefully our alkalinity test will give us an in, in insight into that. Mm -hmm. uh, and ultimately, I, I would say that most chemists would say that you couldn't maintain levels of alkalinity near 11 and calcium at 500 and not have any precipitation. So hmm. uh, I don't know the answer as to why they do it that way, but I guess I might consider using it if I wanted to maintain my levels that high yeah. and store my salt water that long. My only concern is I, I'd want to get to the bottom of whether or not there's maybe some type of, uh, you know, chelator or, cl or clarifier or something, in or a chelator that's, you know, making the calcium or alkalinity less available uh, so it's, in the solution. So it's reading that it's there, it's just not available or bound in a different way that makes it unavailable? Yeah, that would be what, you know, the chelator would do. Uh, so, like, I don't know. Yeah, I guess I just ask Instant Ocean, you know, straight up. I think they they openly state they don't use ETA and EDTA or anything like that in the Instant Ocean. Mm -hmm. But I don't think they make the same claim about reef crystals, so I don't know. Uh, mm. But if you were interested, I, I just ask them directly, and they maybe they'd be able to tell you if they use anything like that, or maybe even better, they'd be able to just share, you know, how they're able to maintain super high levels of calcium and alkalinity, and and you know, be a super awesome bonus point for using their salt if you wanted high levels. Yeah, and you know, the since we're on the topic of how uh, somebody had brought up because we didn't share the magnesium mm. results. Mm -hmm. uh, and somebody th had mentioned like, well, it's probably, you know, magnesium related and what are the magnesium results? Well, I did test magnesium throughout the two weeks of storage, the first two weeks of all of them. Uh, we kept up, we kept up with magnesium and surprisingly like uh, Red Sea Coral Pro, I mean, we only, I'm only taking these two numbers or these two salts because those are the heaviestly talked about, but uh, Red Sea Coral Pro started at 1380 ended after two weeks at 1400 so within the margin of error for magnesium testing uh and in an instant ocean reef crystals uh, similarly started at 1420 and ended at 1400 uh, the same so magnesium didn't really seem to play a role here i don't think yeah and i don't think that uh magnesium it would have to be really different like yeah. one would have to be like 1100 and the yeah. other 1400 to play that kind of role in it right. maybe maybe tighter than that but okay. like a definitely a change not of 20 points of magnesium ain't going to make the difference of whether or not you can maintain uh, alkalinity and calcium yeah. at a proper level yeah uh so yeah i don't know magnesium definitely was the same so it didn't seem to play a role in there at all well that's probably that that's why we didn't a lot of people some people were asking why we didn't report magnesium and because uh, across the salts the magnesium was pretty much flat uh, there's really no compelling story to say there so yeah yeah all right i mean that was like most of what we got out of uh, last week you know and some of the stuff we're gonna move forward so i don't know let's, i mean there's a mountain of questions over here <laughs> so let's just answer a bunch of questions uh and uh cool we'll share uh is hw marine mix going away permanently uh thomas german at the top there uh no uh, we uh, they're one of the longest running brands. I think they're too, the longest like, European yeah. running brands. Yeah, Again, I think they make years. salt for all kinds of other people mm. and not going anywhere. So, <laughs> uh, in fact, you don't hear a, a lot of my other nuss uh, about them in, in the United States, but 
you talk to anybody or, or a lot of people in Europe, certainly in Germany, like, oh, yeah, HW, man, that's a good yeah. one. So, like, uh, a totally different thing here than in, in there. So, uh, Vasco is asking, are you going to measure the accumulation of organics in mixed salt water <laughs> using Triton NDOC and other tests? Actually, I just sent in uh, Triton NDOC and Triton ICP tests, and I've spent all last three days testing nitrates and phosphates with our our thousands of dollars hawk testing machines on all eight tanks and so we'll have some results maybe there to share too yeah so uh yeah there's organics in there uh hope i've never sent in the doc test to triton yet so uh be super interesting yeah. to see what it, what it's going to say but uh you know uh presumption is some of them will definitely some of them intentional like i think uh, uh, reef crystals and hw put like amino acids and stuff in there and uh it should probably show up as some kind of dissolved organic in there either as the amino acid maybe or definitely if it breaks down into ammonia or nitrate over time yeah uh that it would show up there cool all right so yeah hey man i forgot and there's so many angles of this salt that like i think we We're can like everything you know hit the whole world so uh, we actually Make an informed choice, you yeah. know, whatever it might be. Yeah, true. Uh, and all right, That's awesome. What's the next stuff. one? Uh, let's see. Uh, can you use two different types of salt? Oh, for yeah, a tank? I saw that one. Hmm. I mean, why would you want to use two different types? I did a video on 50-50 mix of Red Sea Coral Pro oh, and yeah. Red Sea Blue Bucket, which we the I think at the end of that video it was, if you're aiming for somewhere in the middle, it pretty much tested somewhere in the middle of what. Coral Pro tested and what Blue Bucket tests. So, would you really do that in a real world in, uh, environment? Yeah. If you were all about Red Sea and didn't want to use anything Red Sea, you could probably mix the two and have less corrections afterward to Blue Bucket. But, uh, I don't know. You know, one of the things that about that, I, I forgot that you did that one, because if you mix the blue bucket and the black bucket together, presumably you're getting still like a seawater parameters out the end. It's just probably mixed uh, calcium and alkalinity levels in between those two. Right. One of the things is if you correct the salt yourself, you right. know, using calcium chloride or magnesium chloride or uh, uh, like a sodium bicarbonate, like you're going to be able to correct those three things. But you're also going to raise salinity at the same time. Ah, true. Right? Yeah. And so then I'm going to have to dilute it uh, potentially a little bit, especially for the magnesium one. The the calcium one maybe depending on how high you want to go. Like if you want to go from 375 to 500, you're like it's a lot of calcium for sure. Chloride. It's going to yeah. <laughs> you're going to raise salinity uh, of the solution, especially as it, it goes down or evaporates. So, like you're going to have to correct for that. And when you correct for any of those things or you change the chemistry of it, essentially I'm diluting all of the other elements mm. to some degree, mm -hmm. right? Probably not in a degree that it actually matters, but like you should definitely know that when I add uh, all of those chemicals and the water and solution to it, that I'm changing not just the amount of calcium and magnesium levels to this, I'm changing the overall chemistry mm -hmm. makeup and ratio of these things to each other. True. So rather than like take blue bucket and add sodium carbonate and calcium to it, if I wanted to find a ratio in between Somewhere the between. two, I could actually mix them together. So uh, can you use two different salts? I mean, you could. Uh, I don't know if maybe the question here was can I like switch salt without, you know, a lot of uh, headache, go from one salt to the next. Like, Dilution is yeah. the, the key here, probably. Yeah, one of the things that I don't I don't know exactly what the difference is in, it, and sometimes there's like impurities and stuff in these salts that like, you know, your corals have just kind of gotten accustomed to over mm -hmm. time, and like if you just dumped in tons of that all of a sudden, it'd probably be bad for the tank. Uh, it just hasn't you know gotten 
adjusted to that uh, the presence of that thing. Mm-hmm. So I wouldn't go ahead and like do 50% water changes with some other random salt that you've been using now. I would 10% gradually yep. over a month or two months until you've weaned yourself off of old salt and now you're on new salt. Or if you're doing out of water change, I wouldn't even think about That's it. Easy, you know, yeah. whatever. But mm-hmm. like I. And I, I don't know, some people say you like mix them together to like, you know, do that. I, I just wouldn't go to that length uh, yeah. to switch over to a new one. I just wouldn't do super huge ones and I just kind of get it changed over over time. Yeah, I agree. All right. Uh, it, oh, hey, that was the one we were just Are brute trash cans good enough for long-term storage or should I be seeking out a better container? I think there's a lot of people using brute trash cans out there. Like. Uh, it's a common it's a common one that comes up in the forums every now and again about brute trash cans and are they leaching things like phosphates and are they leaching anything into the uh, water and uh, we don't know for sure I don't think unless anybody's sent in their ICP of before and after I don't even know but a lot of the things that would come out of plastic like that wouldn't mm-hmm. show up in an ICP right. per se and then maybe if there was phosphate or something in there but uh, this is, I guess, what I would share about it is I've used those things. I mean, I so. all my tanks at home, I used them. Oh, yeah. Right? Uh, and now I probably would use something different. But, like, uh, I certainly wasn't preventative to success for me. Are they leaching something into the water? I don't know. You know, maybe, man, like, does it matter what's coming out of it? maybe if there is anything mm-hmm. if you can measure phosphate out of it throw it away stop using that thing. oh yeah you know but I, I know a lot of people uh, look for the food grade ones and so I think you can find food grade ones on on websites like uh, Uline or uh, US plastics yeah, or whatever yeah, yeah, yeah. so they're they're actually food grade uh, buckets in which case there's you know some kind of standard on whether or not you can uh, like leach anything out of it and mm. probably not perfect but you know if it's fit for human consumption, you know, it's probably good for... You know, that's a, a weird perception, that, actually. No, that? because I drink water out of my tap, <laughs> and, you know... That's not good for a reef tank. It is not good for a reef tank. That's there's true. There's copper in yeah, there. There's uh, ammonia in there. Chlorine. There's chlorine on there. Yeah, and so yeah, yeah. the standard of it's good enough for me means it's good <laughs> enough for a sensitive species like yeah. Acropora is wrong, man. That is uh, not the right universe. <laughs> Uh, but it is actually going that direction. Yeah. Right. And so uh, one of the things I saw is one of the uh, like industry uh, you know players a while ago did a like an article on like how the brute trash canes might be bad, oh, right? Yeah. And might leave some kind of chemical or something, mm-hmm. right? And uh, like, but don't know if it's bad. Like, I get really mad about that one, man, mm-hmm. because, like, then everybody asks, okay, what's what's safe to use? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> well, there's no help, man, to reefers to come up and say, hey, you know what? The thing that you're using could potentially be bad, really bad, but maybe it's not bad at all. And what's the solution? Oh, well, uh, there isn't really one. Oh, man. Like, what the help is that at all, man? There's no help at all. And so I, I felt like that was irresponsible to share uh, and sends everybody scattering because really the only thing after that is these huge you know, drums that oh, are designed yeah. for oh, water, water storage and you know chemical purity issues. 
And, you know, they're like anywhere from a couple hundred bucks to like not 500 af- bucks. Not affordable for a lot of people. No, man. Like, who, who's who got 500 bucks to put into a water storage, storage drum in their basement, of which I might night two? When like, I can go to the hardware store and get like a 20, 45-gallon one, 60-gallon one for like yeah. 20, 30 bucks? You know, if you do have money for that, man, like, pat yourself on the back. You've been working hard in your life, and you deserve that bucket. But and not everybody can <laughs> spend a thousand bucks on buckets, True. and so that was not helpful. So to me, uh, I would seek the uh, food grade uh, brute trash cans out, uh, and I think uh, I don't know what it is, but there's some kind of recycle number on there too. I think they say mm. NSF on the the bottoms and and whatnot. So uh, I would use them. I can't tell you for sure that they're never going to leach anything. But if my grandma called me up and said, could I use this? I'd say, no problem. Uh, you know, grandma, go ahead and use it. It's like, you can trust in me. Uh, <laughs> and so, uh, like, I, I, would adv- I would advise anybody, but, but, you know, I can't guarantee for sure. Uh, it is a really weird question because nobody's come up with a better alternative. Yeah. Uh, let's pick another one. Uh, Ryan, uh, Ryan asked a question that we, we pretty much answered here, but we'll just hit it again. Uh, what's the best process to switch salts? Would you start uh, slowly implementing it, like four parts to one, or vice versa, or what have you? I think uh, you know, small, like we said, small water changes, small percentage water changes over however many weeks or months or whatever. So, ten at ten percent of a week, your dilution, you know, of your ninety or hundred percent of tank water went down to ninety percent with the new salt. So now you've got ninety percent old water, ten percent new water. Probably not going to be a huge change if there's any change at all. This is best practice information that I, I, I think we're sharing with people. Yeah. I can tell you here that uh, for a long time we used whatever salt was broken. Oh, yeah. You know, like, I mean, they break in pallets coming in here, right? <laughs> yeah, and so like whatever salt is uh, essentially free uh, is the one we were using, uh, you know, uh, for many, many years. Yeah. And so uh, it wasn't preventative to success and I didn't see anybody's tank jump flipping over bad because of it. Especially if you're using like one of the salts that, you know, there's what a dozen or so at the top of the list uh, that, you know, are all doing good work. Yeah. Uh, the one that nobody ever heard of uh, or brand new to the market, uh, you are definitely the trailblazer. You may get shot in the back or you may find really cool things for the rest of us. You know, <laughs> who knows which one? Uh, all right. What's the best pro? Oh, no, you already did that one. Uh, so if I use Tropic Min Pro and adjust the DKH up to 8.6, do you think I should expect precipitation? You know, that's something that we should actually test as that well. That is a good idea. You know, yeah. And that's probably in relation to every salt out there. Uh, but, you know, my <laughs> expectation is uh, actually probably not because only ones we saw precipitation from were really high, like, you know, like 12, 12 DKH, 11s, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. So up to 8.6, you go up uh, a point. I don't think you're going to see that, mm-hmm. uh, but, you know, uh, you know, whatever. So I guess we'll see. Hey, there was like one in there that says, uh, oh, you're gone. Uh, will you go back to that one? All right. So they don't like HW anymore, LOL. So that is not the case. Uh, and so I'll share why that we switched from HW here. Uh, and so if you can flip it up there, oh, there it is. There we go. Okay, so, I mean, when we, anytime we switch anything, the assumption is we didn't like the other one, it was bad oh, or yeah. whatever, right? And so the reason that we switched from HW here in the office is purely for BRSTV Investigates and because most of the bins around here need to be available for that. Mm-hmm. And the HW salt has a whole bunch of uh, amino acids and stuff in it that are probably healthy for the coral, 
but not good for a lot of different tests because well, especially if we're like if we're running a test that we test we're testing specifically like nitrates and phosphates or mm -hmm. something like that, and our salt is skewing some of those results, then we it's not worth using. Yeah, it's possible some of the uh, uh, amino acids could break down over Great. a long enough period of time and once it's mixed up in the solution and could throw the tests off. So while it might actually be really beneficial for home use for uh, you know use around here, we just uh, I switched to blue what? bucket after that. You know, we, uh, we switched to Blue Bucket because I couldn't get any nitrate readings out of it. Mm -hmm. And, but I'll tell you that we went to Black Bucket for a little while, but there was so much precipitation that we, yeah. the pumps are jamming constantly. So I uh, went to Blue Bucket for a really long time, then ultimately switched over this because uh, we used a uh, sediment filter to filter out all the gunk out of the buckets. Mm -hmm. And it gets just covered in this brown kind of smear. And so we use this and it's crystal clear all the time and there's no more need to clean out the bins and stuff and so here in a work environment like like i got a lot of people here that are cleaning stuff and like spending time cleaning out the 300 gallon bins all over the place we'd like to reduce that as much as possible right yes yes <laughs> and so uh you know it's really important like we hired techs almost exclusively now to do that kind of stuff yeah and i'd rather him do uh, experiments and whatnot for you guys than clean out salt bins True. you know so that that is the reason uh it's not that we don't like it anymore it is just that we like it was a better option for the investigate series True. all right uh, oh, and uh, whoever asked it, I, uh, it's somewhere in there. We are taking questions from both Facebook and YouTube. So. Oh, all uh, right. Uh, where is Aspirus TV Facebook chat found? I couldn't find it anywhere. Uh, oh, thanks. it's for the live stream? So we're live streaming to the – anytime we do these Monday live streams, it's not to the Ask BRS TV group, Facebook group. It's actually to the Bulk Reef Supply Facebook page, and then it goes live on that page. So if you were looking for that – uh, that's where you can find the live chat that we're talking about right now and pulling it. Oh, he must have found it because we pulled this question. So, boom. Uh, also, it, maybe he's having a hard time finding the actual Aspirus TV group. True. So, it's hashtag Aspirus TV. Yeah, hashtag Aspirus TV, and uh, you just ask to join, and somebody will prove you in a, in a minute. There's three questions like, don't yeah. be a dink, and we'll let you in. 12,000 members. At 12,000, we went up uh, like 4,000 a week. So, yeah. Uh, any chance you'll see you guys do anything with the ESV salt? Seems to never be mentioned anymore. So this was a – not specifically this one, but this was another big one that we got over the weekend uh, was why we only test these eight salts mm. and not all, the, all of the salts out mm -hmm. there. So – that was a pretty big one. That was a big one. Yeah, because everybody's got their favorite salt. Uh, sure. I don't have anything against ESV. My knowledge is uh, you mix the the sodium chloride with their like trace element mix or ah, yeah, whatever, true, true. Yeah. Uh, or or it comes in different parts and you mix it together. I I've never used it uh, to be honest, and that's like more steps than I want to do for a salt mix, and mm. like kind of probably the only reason we don't sell it. Uh, there's probably some benefits to that, making sure that it's homogenous if you measure it out accurately. Okay. Uh, and uh, you know what? Maybe I'll go to the tactical look at it that's right cool. now. Uh, but there was other ones, uh, and so like you know there was like a real heavy debate about it, and so there's two sides of that that coin. You know, half of the people are out there like, you know, yeah, of course they're not going to test anything they don't sell. And the other half is like, well, they have a responsibility to like test this and that and whatever. Like, 
like yeah. I, I don't know. so in, in the end man there was like like eight tanks we wanted to set up to do salts yeah and uh we test the ones that we sell i didn't go out buying salt for somewhere else mm -hmm. you know uh and the ones that we sell are very intentional like i i don't tap five bucks to every box that leaves here they all like lose money shipping it mm -hmm. so the ones that we bring in are the ones that we think uh, are the best options and we've you know gone through all the popular yeah. ones we have definitely tested in-house in a variety of different ways mm -hmm. uh, and so if we don't sell it there's probably a good reason for it but even beyond that like you can look at it like uh, hey man why didn't you test those things or you can look at it like well, hey, man, you're selling those things and we have a responsibility to share how good they are and how they work for you guys that, uh, you know, they're buying them. True. And so True. I feel like we're delivering on our end. Uh, you know, I don't see any of our competitors or anything out there making sure the stuff that we're selling is good for its purpose and trying to make sure that you, know, you use it the way mm -hmm. that you want. It will achieve the results you're looking for. So it was a little harsh man the the yeah. negative that you don't test every last salt known to man you know? <laughs> that's true uh, uh and in relation to like my time and the effort yeah. like holy that it took a lot uh we're talking just for running the alkalinity calcium and magnesium timing each one so that i'm exactly at two hours i'm drawing exam a sample from four tanks by the time i finish that one i'm drawing the next sample of that this is four to six hours of my day of just sitting there well, nose to the grindstone testing no that man but like the the calcium reactor ones and stuff just do the timing of, of a lot of this stuff i mean it's coming oh, in the true. weekends you know yeah. like uh, coming in saturday and sunday to like take the tests and readjust the machinery to make sure that we can get our stuff done. So like, there's only so much we can do in a day. Mm -hmm. So I appreciate the desire to hit them all. And, uh, you know, sometimes it's uh, appropriate and sometimes, man, we just can't do every last thing under yeah. the sun. But we do try to make sure the things that most people, the most popular options that people are picking up from us, we give as much clarity and how to achieve the results you're looking for with them. And hopefully that, uh, you know, is well received. And mm -hmm. uh, all right, let's see if we got another one here. Yeah, sure. God, there's so many. Uh, how does, weight, though. How does magnesium play into maintaining alkalinity and calcium levels? Oh, there, where's that? Okay, so go ahead. Go ahead. No, oh, all right, me. <laughs> all right, so basically what's happening is the calcium and carbonate are finding each other in the tank, and we have so much calcium and carbonate in the tank that they would form a crystal, and once it forms a crystal, it likes more crystal and wants to grow. And that's how the it's going to fall. Not inside the coral, but actually in the water itself. Mm. However, we enter magnesium into the roll, and the magnesium will like get onto the surface of the crystal and poison it and make it less attractive to uh, growing with more calcium and carbonate. So maintaining magnesium levels is actually what allows us to maintain the high alkalinity and calcium levels. If you don't maintain magnesium, don't be surprised if you have issues maintaining calcium and alkalinity. It's not used as heavily in actual biological function. It's there to make sure the other things operate properly. Cool. All right. Uh, can you use a comparison of the salinity mirror, or, or can you do a comparison of the salinity meters? Yeah, you know, uh, I think we absolutely can. Uh, I'd be interested to figure out how we'd identify which one's the right one. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> and then uh, we have a new one that we recently brought in that, that says, okay. yeah, it's, uh, it's from Hannah, and it's tests its electrical conductivity instead of uh, refractiveness. So 
Yeah. So, so that's interesting, actually, because we've see, received like a half dozen of those things, and Zach, you know, gets them and then tests them and uses them for a couple of weeks, mm-hmm. and then decides if we're going to sell them or not. And all the other ones we got uh, hit the trash. And my expectation actually was this one was going to hit the trash too, uh, that because I, I haven't seen the electrical conductivity one that I would use to measure anything to get it accurate enough that I would replace a refractometer or a digital refractometer, mm. but it met his standards for that. So I think we'll see over time if that becomes a more popular option. Cool. All right. Uh, can Uh-oh. 10% weekly water changes in a softy LPS tank realistically reduce the need for dosing or will dosing ultimately be needed sooner or later? I can tell you in the uh, softy tank that it wasn't enough. Oh, just water changes alone. Yeah, I did three yeah. percent water changes every day, which is actually a lot. We over thought, we thought we wouldn't have to buffer it. I think yeah. initially, yeah, that's uh, wrong. I still do a little bit of uh, the one part from Tropic Marine, mm. which is the like calcium bromate, uh, and so it adds calcium in uh, like a biological element of uh, carbonate, or actually the bromate turns into carbonate. Mm. So it's just a one part. I think I do 18 milliliters a day in that case. So it, it did require just like a little teeny bit of, uh, of uh, dosing in addition to that. Mm. I mean, I guess that you could, you know, probably use a really elevated. So I think that's one of the things that people use the like Coral Pro, Coral Pro for. Yeah. Uh, is if you use something that's significantly higher than where you want to manage it, I can do a 10% water change and it'll, only, it'll add it just a little bit. But if I want to maintain eight and I'm using something at eight, it's just going to dwindle over time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So. Well, and there's a ton of coralline algae in that tank too, uh, mm-hmm. on the glass and on the rocks and all over the place. That's so true. your, your consumption is going up. All right. Uh, I have a question. When dosing auto water changes, do you keep the mixing in the bucket or just leave it as that? So uh, I'm guessing uh, if we have an auto water change storage, uh, oh. do we have to, and we wanted to increase the levels, would no, you? No, no, no. So I have a question. When using an auto water change, do you keep the water mixing in the bucket or oh, just I mix see. the cell toast clear and leave it at? So we just mix it and leave it and we don't heat it. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, so we do a couple different ways, like the water change mixing station behind us here. Uh, that one we mix until it's we mix it until it's clear with a uh, recirculating pump. Starts at the bottom, draws back over the top. We mix that whole thing. We let it settle. The one in the warehouse that runs the 750XXL and the ULM tanks in Ryan's office and all of those. That one we mix in a separate barrel pump it from that once it's clear into the storage reservoir that draws those auto water changes and then that stays and sits doesn't recirculate and things but once like that. it's mixed we leave it alone yeah uh and we don't keep mixing it and i'll be interested i mean that is what i believe to be the right way mm-hmm. uh but uh uh it'll be really interesting to see once you do your tests on whether yeah. or not adding heat and mixing what effect it has on there but i'm pretty certain it's going to drop all the levels uh when you did your test on storing salt water, did you seal the containers? Mm-hmm. Would the Red Sea, uh, where'd it go? Uh, Pro, would the Red Sea Coral Pro smell when you open the bucket? Mine smells when it's empty, not bad, or just 
not orderly. Not orderly. I didn't pick any odor up, did you? No, I didn't. Uh, so when we see the way I sealed these was uh, we consider like loosely sealed. So I took some cellophane or you know some plastic wrap, stuck it on uh, over the tank, and had to do like two sections of it. So there, I mean, there were some gaps and stuff in there. So it wasn't completely sealed. Probably about as airtight as like your brute trash can with a lid on it, uh, which isn't a hundred percent airtight, but it's also you know pretty well sealed. Um, but that no, prevents I, evaporation. Yeah, that's yeah, basically what it's for. Uh, but as far as the smell, no, uh, you know, what you do, what you, some people do notice in their uh, RO in their RO storage is like a, a smell over time or like a film that develops on the inside that some people so, tie with a smell, but not mixed salt water. So I'm pretty certain the film that uh, people see in their RO storage is many 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 times related to chloramines and the ammonia that splits off mm. and the ammonia feeds bacteria mm. and so if you feel slime in there it is almost certainly a bacterial coat that's yep. grown in there and you may want to test uh, ammonia coming out of your RO system and if not if it is you're gonna probably use a more advanced solution for your RO uh, system there's a plethora of videos mm. out in there but uh, if you're getting a smell coming out of your RO system, and note that if you go past the point in your DI resin, like it doesn't just stop working, it actually purges uh, uh, all of the stuff uh, into the tank, and it doesn't do it in unison, like all the bad stuff comes out together, it actually, you know, layers in, in its preference, the resin's preference for different uh, contaminants, mm -hmm. and the first one's ammonia, Second one is uh, phosphate, and third one is silica. So if you go past the DI stage uh, or, or the consumption of your DI container, it's going to dump high levels of ammonia, then dump high levels of phosphate, then dump high levels of silica in your tank. So bad news all around. Don't do that. Uh, but if, if you're noticing that from your RO water, that's high degree likelihood that it's ammonia and you should do something a little bit better about how you manage the chloramines in your water uh, which is a big challenge yeah all right uh, does it make a difference if you test your specific gravity level while cold or tank or while cold or tank temperature so it should but I would say that almost all of our instruments for the hobby are auto our temperature could like they they're temperature controlled like they're auto auto correct auto correcting so know what auto correct means uh, and so I pretty certain auto correct with a refractometer when you right. look through your eye means that there's a big heavy piece of metal in the end that maintains the, the temperature, temperature of the room yeah. and when I put water on there if I wait a couple of minutes turns it it will turn it to the temperature uh, of the big heavy metal right. thing yeah uh, but like uh, let's say that I stored the big heavy metal thing uh, somewhere cold yeah it will not. Right, uh, and so I think it's making some presumptions about the temperature in the room because there's no like, I don't believe there's to be anything super like accurate inside the thing that's like changing. It's it's a pretty simple tool. Right. Whereas I believe the like the, the digital, digital ones probably have a thermometer in the little disc or whatnot, and then or, does a or the room or whatever. Yeah. So uh, yes, it matters. Yes. Uh, probably not a whole lot in application. There you go. I'm yep, ATC, but uh, it you know it works to a, it works to the degree you understand it. Mm -hmm. uh, so make sure to wait a little bit. Uh, 
I just want to thanks for choosing me to win in the salt giveaway. Oh, oh sweet. sweet. Uh, Jerry won some salt from us. There's 60 uh, yeah. people I that sent won the salt. A, I sent out, so Adam took 30, I took 30, and uh, I think I sent out 25 buckets this morning. Adam sent out six. So oh, really? <laughs> you go check your Facebook messages, maybe because you're not a friend with Adam, but I had more friends who, like, mm. my messages show up. But uh, all the tro- almost all the Tropic Marin Pro winners are out, and... Uh, check your messages because Adam might have a message in there for you for your new oh, he's, he's doing Brightwell. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, uh, Brightwell, uh, you're getting it slow. Adam's really uh, <laughs> really not keeping up his game. All right. We just got a few more questions here. It's Salt Day, man. I think we're just going to clear out the last ones here because yeah. this has been such a hot topic, man. I just uh, I think it's fun to talk yeah, about. Yeah, and I'm going to go back and post this this video uh, like on the Reef to Reef thread for the Friday's video. I'm gonna post the, I'll post the link in Friday's video in the description also. And then I'll take this one just to kind of add to the conversation. So, uh, What's the difference between measuring salinity and specific gravity and PPT and which one should you use? Use either one. They all read, uh, send, it's, it's what you understand. I think most in most terms, uh, probably specific gravity is the most commonly used one. 1.026 is a, a target. Uh, I use, we, a lot of us use like parts per thousand, so 35. But I'd say whichever one is easier for you to read. Yeah. So like 35 which, is easy. Yeah. Whatever one <laughs> line that's easiest for you to read in there, use that one. Yeah. Uh, and so uh, they scale in the in the area we're looking for. They're scaling in uniformly, so it doesn't matter. Cool. Uh, uh, lesson question: Was refilling saltwater bin with RO water and realized the heater had been on and it hem- empty and uh, it melted saltwater output pump to fix? But does all that water need to be dumped? Yes. Yes, it does. Uh, well. Well, so he's so he melted plastic inside of the inside of the reservoir, and then I guess there was probably some residual water left in there. So some kind of chemical reaction from melting the plastic that might still be in the water uh, mm. that was left over is that going to affect the water overall chemically? Uh, I wouldn't find out. I just no. it's best. When in doubt, play yeah. safe and yeah, just get new water. Depends on like how much you value your corals and your fish. Yeah, it, uh, I, mean, I don't know. It's not I, worth finding out. So I can tell you that just because uh, here uh, we there was one bin that was heated here. Oh yeah. And uh, one of the problems is is you know we got to make sure that the water stays at any given time. We'll never let the heater not get submerged. Right? Yeah. And so it had been pinned to the bottom for a really long time, and then at one point. Yeah, well, here it is. At one point, uh, the uh, heater like got pulled up a little bit, and so the water, like when it got down to its lowest point, submerged this end, and you can't really see it, but it totally melted the end, and, mm-hmm. and the cap melted off, exposing and, the wires, exposing which the wires. are copper wires. Yep, copper wires, and Noah's tank absolutely filled with uh, copper. The corals all showed it. Mm. We tested it. The copper's in there. It was almost instantaneous when he put the water change water in there that everything started to sloth and die. I've never seen tissue fall off a coral so fast. We were able, because we have so much salt water here, we were able to correct it. And, you know, oddly enough, man, that was like the first time we did a water change with uh, Tropic Marin. And I'm like, oh my gosh, man, this is the the one that, like, I said, no (laughs) coral, no salt would ever kill anything, right? This is the one. It's killing everything in there. One one water change, all done. No, it was bad. the copper from, from this thing. So, uh, yeah, ugly situation. So uh, that's another reason why I just don't, just don't heat. heat. Yeah. I don't heat uh, the True. water going in there at all because I, I now that I see that, 
I'm super, super prone to not notice that that heater got pulled off the mm -hmm. bottom at some point in yep. time. And it's not just bad for the fish and stuff, man. It's a fire hazard. Oh, yeah, you for got sure. a thousand watt heater or whatever. On plastic, down there. yeah. Yeah. Oof. And like, and plastic, that, yeah, just bad news all bad around. News. <laughs> all right. Three left. All, all right. right. Have you ever considered developing your own salt? Uh, yeah, and so I'm I'm absolutely certain that if we created BRS salt, everybody would buy it. Uh, but I don't want to create something that isn't going to be you know fit the BRS brand, which means mm. it's more better and less. You know, or yeah. at least two of those things. Yeah. And in this case, I think that we'd be making a brand, you know, just to have our brand on it, which ain't good enough. Yeah. Uh, you know, and there's other brands out there that you know house brands that you know have their own you know salt. And it's well known that just somebody rebatched something else. Somebody yeah. else. Like, mm -hmm. That's like of no value to me uh, at all. So if we sold the salt, is because we decided that we were able to, you know, provide something better to the community than is already out there. And I think that there's a lot of people doing a pretty good job on that already. Salt already has pretty low, uh, you know, pressure on, on price. So a lot of them are pretty affordable. Yeah. It might not seem like uh, this 50 pound bucket of salt is that cheap, uh, but like go you buy 50 pounds of uh, table salt. And you'll find it ain't that much different, man. Yeah, it's true. a lot of salt that's <laughs> in there, true. you know? Uh, and, and it's, not just like some water softener, sodium chloride, man. It, uh, it is mixed to a specific purpose with specific standards. So uh, maybe someday, if you do see BRS salt someday, uh, it will come with a very distinct reason as to why we think it will help people be more successful with their tanks. Uh, and the last, last one. one. All right. How do you guys combat elevated alk and calcium levels in your tank trials? Mm. Uh, I don't know if we combat it, but we actually, uh, so, so for example, uh, we're running the elevated alkalinity and calcium test versus non-alkylated cal uh, elevated alkalinity and calcium. And when we first did it, we were doing, uh, so we got this one from the elevated uh, Red Sea Coral Pro levels versus the Blue Bucket levels. And we wanted to test to see, you know, does one actually grow coral faster or better or what have you than the other one? So we purposefully, you know, pegged each one at those levels. Um, so combat it. I'd say we usually we don't use a salt that is elevated to begin with. Like mm -hmm. we use a salt that is a good baseline, and then build on it if we have to. Yep. And that's probably you know, like the the pro is what we use what we're using now for our tests. Yeah. And the the uh, uh, Tropic Maria yeah. Pro. So. Uh, I will say though that out of that thing, man, is uh, we definitely found that the corals grew faster with the elevated levels, and some of them even like had better, better coloration. Mm. Now, so one of the things, and we got another test going on in a real tank, so you can kind of see yeah. what an, an actual tank will look like yeah. at, at higher and lower. Uh, but you know that doesn't tell the whole story. So like I don't know any other parts of the story per se, but like. It doesn't mean that the fish like uh, an alkalinity of 12 uh, necessarily. True. It doesn't mean that uh, you know you're not riding the edge, and there might be some unser you know foreseen uh, circumstances. Like mm. it works great as long as everything else is great. Mm. Uh, so it's hard to, to say, but you know for sure we found that 
higher uh, alkalinity levels in calcium magnesium is like I think they grew almost 50% faster. In the, yeah. the yeah, the first the first results that we put out was just about 50%. Yeah, so I'd go back and read uh, or watch those videos if you're interested in that. I think there's like two or three of them on elevated elements is the search search phrase you probably look for. Yeah. All right, so salt all, all wrapped up, except cool. for no, because there's like eight more <laughs> of these got, things now that we talked about. We've got it. so many new tests coming up. So like Friday, like we mentioned, Friday, um, coming out with the what do these things look like after three weeks of storage? Like what would your bin look like essentially? Mm -hmm. uh, so we want to kind of give you a visual of what happens. Is like this week we didn't get to really see what the tanks look like, but there was comments like behind me. Somebody said, "Hey, I see white in the bottom of that tank." You know, behind you, like which one was that? So we're going to talk about uh, you know each tank and. What, what kind of they looked like afterwards different variety of tests like I'm gonna we're gonna show you uh, with a light we got some poker chips in there there's a color difference probably gonna run some through a sediment filter and see what that looks like difference in color of the buckets you know all that whole the whole stuff so we'll come out with One that of them, to me actually looks yellow yeah now. so we might even like put it into a white bucket and give a, a variance uh, what they look like. So. Yeah, and then, uh, I mean, we got so many more after them. We just finished up the, the time-lapse videos of how fast they mix, uh, you know, clear. And then we're going into the temperature and, you know, circulation part of them. We've got the Triton results that are we're waiting on for that also. So tons of them. And then we're doing calcium reactor stuff, too, in the background. <laughs> wow. We're, like, booked out for a while. <laughs> All right. Awesome. Well, we'll see you uh, next uh, Wednesday, Friday, and Monday. Yeah, for but sure. But live Monday. All right. See you then. Take care, guys.